the forgotten Fatima devotion, communion of reparation on First Saturday. This is episode five of a six-part mini-series, Our Lord's Plan in Requesting Five, explaining why our Lord asked for five acts on five consecutive First Saturdays, and how each of the five elements connects to the need for making reparation to Our Lady's Immaculate Heart. An interview of Father Michael Rodriguez by David Rodriguez. Praise be Jesus and Mary. I'm David Rodriguez, Content Director of the Fatima Center, and I'm joined today by Father Michael Rodriguez as we conclude our mini-series on the first Saturday. Thank you for joining us, Father. Thank you, and thanks be to God in our name. So in the previous episodes, we have explained the first Saturday devotion, as well as the great promise that Our Lady attached to those who make five consecutive first Saturdays. Not only is it five consecutive first Saturdays, but on each of those Saturdays, we do five things, right, Father? So we have the communion, Holy Communion of Reparation. We have making a good confession, praying the rosary, our 15-minute meditation on the mysteries of the rosary, and then the fifth is an intention that covers all four. So we do all of those with the intention to make reparation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So you have these five things that you do on five Saturdays. That number five keeps popping up, Father. And so people, including Sister Lucia, asked our Lord, and people wonder, why five? What is the special significance of five in the context of this devotion? The answer to that our Lord gave directly to Sister Lucia Fatima. What he told her was, he told her, My daughter, the reason for the first five Saturdays is simple. There are five types of offenses and blasphemies committed against the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So again, five types of offenses and blasphemies that are committed against the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And those were the following. One, blasphemies against the Immaculate Conception. Two, blasphemies against her perpetual virginity. Three, blasphemies against her divine maternity. Also, at the same time, refusing to recognize her as the mother of men. Four, the blasphemies of those who publicly seek to sow in the hearts of children indifference or scorn or even hatred of the Immaculate Mother. And five, the offenses of those who outrage her directly in her holy images. So those are the five reasons, and I think just as Father mentioned them, we can certainly talk at length about them and how they're being committed in our world, but we'll leave that for you, dear viewer, to reflect upon. Father, if I may borrow that book for a second, just to show it. This book that Father was reading out of is one we highly recommend. It's The True Story of Fatima by Father John DeMarchi. Uh, excellent and complete account of the Fatima apparitions. Fatima Center has it online. We have copies. It's been produced in a number of different languages. If you don't have one of those books, strongly recommend you to get it. And then in this issue of The Crusader, which is issue 128, it's the even newer one from winter 2021, Father Couture actually wrote an excellent article on those five blasphemies and how you can do reparation for each one of them. And so as you are 
making your rosary or your meditation, you can also think specifically of reparation for the offenses against any one or all five of those blasphemies, offenses. Some people even say, well, one first Saturday I particularly focus on blasphemies against her perpetual virginity, and another first Saturday I might focus specifically on those against her immaculate conception, etc., etc. But Father, what I'd like to do then with the last time that we have remaining here is just discuss maybe the actual five acts and understand them a little bit better, why perhaps our Lord requested them as part of this reparation being done. So if we could maybe work our way backwards, ending with communion. So the first is, why why the rosary? Why is the rosary one of these tools to offer reparation to Our Lady? How does that work? All four of the acts, as far as just Holy Communion, Confession, the rosary and meditation, I think just at the outset to say is that here we have a marvelous summary of really just our Catholic faith and, and our spirituality. Basically, here we have the means of grace that will truly make us saints, will truly help us in our conversion and sanctification. So I think there's great significance in what our Lord and our Blessed Mother asked for this reparation. And so, like, for example, you asked with the rosary. You know, the rosary, again, it's really our most powerful prayer outside of the Mass. I mean, it's really our most powerful prayer. And it's also a strong encouragement to be faithful in prayer, to persevere in prayer, to pray every day. A lot of times I'll tell the faithful, I'll say, look, all of us have a grave obligation as Catholics to pray every single day. Every day we have to adore God, we have to thank God, we have to praise God, we have to ask for His help, we have to ask for His forgiveness. And so praying the rosary every day is an excellent way also of just fulfilling one's basic Catholic obligation to turn to God every day in prayer. And then the rosary is just a marvelous prayer in that it doesn't just call us to pray the the beautiful prayers, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, obviously also the Creed, but it also calls us to mental prayer, more meditative prayer. And all of this having to do with focusing us on the mysteries and the virtues of our Lord and our Blessed Mother. I mean, this is what will make us saints. One of the great testimonies of all the saints, I mean, pretty much coming to all the saints, is how the imitation of Jesus and Mary was, let's say, the biggest factor in making them saints. Many times it's, for example, the passion of our Lord. But, again, there, you know, you have the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary kicking in. Well, and St. Louis de Montfort, I think, talks about, as you mentioned, the imitation, that through the rosary, we learn to imitate the virtues by meditating on these virtues that our Lord and Our Lady exhibit, we learn to imitate them ourselves, which for me connects us back to our previous conversation where we were saying that devotion to the Immaculate Heart, which is ultimately what this is all about, is certainly loving and honoring Our Lady, but imitating her. Going back to that imitation is the sincerest form of sort of honor and respect. So if we can imitate Our Lady, her Immaculate Heart, we're more devoted, and we're probably not going to be able to imitate her well if we're not praying that rosary, which gives us the grace and the things to consider and to meditate, right? Right, and even just just focusing on that, I mean, if we were to set aside even for just a moment, you know, the other specific acts of the first five Saturday devotion, just consider for a moment what our lives, how our lives would be different if we were praying the rosary and truly, truly making daily efforts to imitate more closely Jesus and Mary. So what about then the 15-minute meditation? 
Okay, 15-minute meditation. Then again, as I was saying, it's really kind of, I mean, all four of these together, I'd say it's kind of like, again, a summary of all our Catholic spirituality, our efforts as Catholics to grow in holiness. So, very important also in our spiritual life, and I think something that a lot of times we struggle with is our, you know, mental prayer, that more meditative prayer. And so our Blessed Mother, in presenting this very important devotion to us in the first five Saturdays, already there is strongly encouraging us and urging us to be more devout to mental prayer, to meditating on the mysteries of our faith and specifically the mysteries of the Rosary. And again, this is so important because in our life of prayer, again, it's not just praying words, but it's really reflecting on the words that we pray, reflecting on the great truths of our Catholic faith, the great truths that God has revealed, reflecting also in particular, as we just finished saying, reflecting on the life of our Lord, of our Blessed Mother, kind of taking more time to just think about their lives, their virtues, and then specifically asking their help in intercession, obviously also asking the help of the Holy Ghost, so that we can also grow in in virtue, so that we can grow whether it's in humility or in patience or in meekness uh, or just in basic charity, uh, forgiving those who have offended us. All of that are, we might say, are kind of elements of the mental prayer, elements of uh, what we should be trying to incorporate in our meditation. But yes, I mean, I think it's really beautiful how in this First Five Saturday devotion, again, it's going beyond just the actual, let's say, acts in that it's clear that God and our Blessed Mother, what they want to instill in us is they want to kind of instill those great spiritual attitudes and dispositions that praying the rosary is going to foster, that meditation is going to foster. What what we mean by that is, you'd say, a more meditative way of praying, greater emphasis on the mental prayer aspect, on reflecting, again, on the truths of our faith. So two questions here. The first one is just, again, meditation is a rather maybe broad topic, um, Kevin Rorty and I actually dealt with it in uh, Our Lady Shock Troops and talked about how to meditate. You also have a CD series on how to meditate, which people could call us up and we'll get it to you. That one's through the St. Vincent Ferrer Foundation, where you teach us a lot, give us tips on how to meditate. But Our Lady gave a specific request here. It wasn't just sort of meditate in general. And here we're not, of course, talking about you know, non-Catholic type Eastern religion, crazy meditation stuff. We're talking about authentic Catholic meditation that the saints, for example, teach us. But then again, Our Lady said meditation for 15 minutes on the mysteries of the rosary. So that would be a qualifier or a, one of the specifics that we're supposed to do for this devotion, correct? Correct. And that can encompass... Any or all the mysteries or how... how do you... Any or all. I mean, uh, the, the words of Our Lady, I mean, the, the instructions of Our Lady are to meditate on the mysteries of the rosary. And so that would be either all of them or, you know, one of them or two of them. The main thing is to, you know, carry out that meditation, again, in the spirit of reparation to 
our Blessed Mother and to her Immaculate Heart. Uh, specifically, I think in the instructions that Sister Lucia gave, when she was asked about how to meditate, she actually proposed, I mean, she was saying that at least one of the ways in which she would do the meditation is that she would just focus on one mystery. So like on one first Saturday, focus like on the first joyful mystery and then move on to the second joyful mystery and the third joyful mystery. In a way, I think, speaking a little bit more practically, I think that makes a lot of sense because... Honestly, it would be very difficult, I think, to really kind of meditate well just for 15 minutes on all 15 mysteries of the rosary. I mean, to try to go through all of them, I mean, one just doesn't have a sufficient amount of time to really reflect on, okay, what's happening in this mystery? What is our Lord saying? What is our Lord doing? What is our Lord, you know, seeking to teach me? What is our Blessed Mother doing? What is our, what are the sentiments of our Blessed Mother? I mean, you need a little bit more time to kind of, let's say, and if someone and if someone wants more time, I mean, there's nothing saying that you have to stop at 15 minutes. You could make a 30-minute meditation and meditate a little bit more. Sure. So she's just asking for a minimum of 15 minutes. You can certainly go above above and beyond that, right? Oh, and, well, one of the things I also thought was I connected it to reparation because what I can find in my meditation is being alone with our Lord and Our Lady. I can find myself often telling them that I love them and thinking about their sorrows and trying to sort of have a certain empathy with their sorrows. And I think that's true just in any human relationship. If you're talking to a friend, for example, and they're going through a tough time, you have to spend some time just sitting there and talking to them and listening to them so that you can begin to understand and, and really empathize with them and so share their sorrows and thereby actually lessen their sorrow. And so I see that the meditation affords us a real possibility to Offer this reparation that our, our, again, I remember that image that our Lord said, look at my mother's heart surrounded by thorns, which ungrateful men. And so you want to remove those thorns and meditation, I think, is really a privileged means and, and affords us the time and the space and the quiet to really focus on that task and accomplish it well, as opposed to just cursory or in a, in a very sort of automated fashion, if you will. Well said. Okay, so that covers our 15-minute meditation, right? Then we also have the good confession. So how does that work with reparation? Again, just one, I think, very important comment to make about a good confession. As I said earlier, if a Catholic were to be confessing regularly and really confessing well, and also really focusing on making a worthy and a holy, holy communion, I mean, that in itself would without question, lead to great sanctity. Uh, so that's something I think definitely to keep in mind. In terms of the good confession, one thing I think that is so important for us to do and to remember is, it's not just the question, again, of going through the motions and just saying, well, okay, first Saturday's coming up, I, you know, I kind of I got to make a confession. And well, yes, part of it is one of those acts is going to confession. But it's so important to truly be contrite for your sins. I mean, that is absolutely essential in making a good confession. The most important element in confession, from our perspective, because obviously the most important aspect is God's forgiveness, God's love, God's mercy. I mean, those are infinite. His, his mercy is infinite. Um, his love is infinite. But on the part of the penitent, what's most important is that true contrition. And it's not always that easy to get that true contrition. And I think we have to really strive for that true contrition for our sins. And that in itself, I mean, if there is that true contrition, that's, I think, tremendous in terms of making reparation. Because 
when so many sins and offenses are being committed against God, against so many blasphemies, so many sacrileges, so much ingratitude shown towards God, I think that one of the most tragic aspects of that is that they're, they're really, when we're talking here so often on the part of the world, there really is no recognition of the gravity of what's taking place and hence no real contrition. Then you in making a good confession in supplying that lack of contrition, that lack of, let's say, seriousness about the grievousness or, yes, of sin, taking all those things into account and making a good confession, certainly you have extremely important elements there, of, again, of reparation. And again, like I say, I think a, a marvelous way for us as individual Catholics to also really be growing in holiness. I mean, to really be truly, truly contrite for our sins and really make that firm purpose to amend our lives uh, with the help and the grace of God and obviously the help of the of the sacrament of confession. Well, Father, if we can perhaps leave the last one and perhaps the climactic one for our final episode in this mini-series. Make any concluding comments for the whole series in that episode, if you'll give us your blessing, and we'll see you again, God willing, tomorrow. Benedictus de Omnipotentis, Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti Descendat Super Vos, et Maniat Semper. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray, pray for us. This presentation has been brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. For more resources regarding the Catholic faith and the message of Fatima, and to support this vital apostolate with a donation, please visit our website, Fatima.org, or call us at 1-800-263-8160. So many need to hear the message Our Lady brought the world at Fatima, of devotion to her Immaculate Heart, the communion of reparation on first Saturdays, daily prayer of the rosary, to cease offending God, of penance and prayer, prayer for the Pope, and the necessity of Russia's consecration to her Immaculate Heart. The hour is late. Now, only she can help us. For the glory of God, the honor of Our Lady, and the salvation of many souls, please share the Fatima message with everyone you know, and may Our Lady reward you. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us.